talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wider. Hello. <laughs> Good, Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Fight Club. We're super excited to be here with you this Tuesday morning. As you know, we are a group of self-employed industry experts, and we're here to help you fight for your business this week and covering four different areas of business. So we like to cover your marketing, your operations, your employee management, as well as your money. So this is just a real casual conversation. We want you to Find something today that you can choose to fight for. Find something you need to work on. Doesn't have to be all four categories. It can just be one, but we're really excited to also have our guest Adam with us here today. So as we go ahead and introduce ourselves, um, we'll also have Adam introduce himself and give a little brief introduction as to who he is. So my name is Taylor Maroney and I co-own a power washing company in freezing cold South Florida today. Um, it is a it's like 60. It is Degrees. I am putting that down in record today. It is cold. <laughs> and I also have been marketing for about five years now, and I'm super excited to be here with you, Adam, today. So can you give us a little brief introduction as to who you are and your business? Sure. So my name is Adam Lenneman. As you all know, um, I have a landscaping company 11 miles south of St. Louis, Missouri on the Illinois side. Um, my business has been uh, in place for 27 years. I started at the age of 14 and uh, successfully grew that business. And back in 2017, uh, I started the Green Executive, which is a landscape industry peer group and consulting firm. So that's a little bit about myself. Awesome. 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 Well, super nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I'm also a CPA and own Likes Accounting Company, where we offer outsourced back office solutions for all your accounting needs. So if numbers are not your thing. You can outsource those to me and my team. And I'm the co-owner of Jeff Likes Clean Windows and Gutters in Northern California, window cleaning and gutter cleaning company with my husband, Jeff. And I'm happy to be here. Welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> hey there, Adam. Michelle Myers. I'm the co-owner of Pink Collars, and we place remote CSRs in your home service business. So if managing customer service, phone calls, emails, texts has got you down, you can reach out to us and we will take care of that for you remotely. And welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> and lastly, I'm Martha Woodward, and I co-founded Quality Driven Software, run a program called Culture First, and I also have a mate service, but my mission is to build happier workplaces. Nice to meet you all. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Thanks for being here and agreeing to be our guest. <laughs> agreeing to the, the crazy round robin that's about to happen. So right. I'll do my best. We're going to jump right into it. Um, I'm not going to touch too much on Megan's finance toes, but I'm kind of a little, so I'm pre-warning you, Megan. Um, <laughs> You're good. How about it? I kind of want to chat with you, Adam, about marketing, but in a different light than how we normally talk about on the show. So normally we talk about, you know, different, you know, strategies you use, different types of campaigns you're running, all this kind of stuff. But 
a lot of people forget that a lot of work goes into the budgeting and the thought process behind what you're going to choose when you're getting into marketing. Like I know Megan, for example, I always like to use her because she really doesn't use a lot of like Google ads or like crazy SEO campaigns like some people do. Um, and she's really particular about that because it doesn't necessarily work for her industry and for her market. So as far as my our company, um, we have a power washing company and that's really heavy what we're into. Like if we were to go on Megan's route, it would be completely detrimental to our business and probably still wouldn't be in business at this point. But um, being profit first, have you noticed a shift um, in being a profit first um, consultant that you're able to see in your mindset towards how to budget for marketing? Is that something that allowed you to more strategically spend your marketing dollars in areas that you know for sure is going to bring you back profit? Sure. So um, I would say it has, but we we really do very little marketing, at least in my lawn care and landscaping business. So okay. while we do some, um, it's very specific. And the, the, the company that I have that does that for us is industry specific also. So I'm a big believer in if you're going to have somebody do a website for you, do SEO, do email newsletter blast, whatever that is, is you want to have a specialist in the industry. Just like if you um, have a heart problem, you don't go to your general practitioner, you go to a heart doctor. And so we use um, um, longline websites, which they're green industry specific uh, marketing company. So we use them specifically for our lawn and landscape uh, marketing and to get us leads. Awesome. So have you, is there, um a certain technique that is not a certain technique, I should say, but a certain service that they, cause I know you said you only do a few things. So what mm -hmm. are the specific things that you kind of work with? Is it just the website? Are you doing any type of online Google ads marketing or is it more referral word of mouth relationship marketing? Sure. Um, so a little bit of both, but definitely we do, um, they do regular SEO for us, case studies and, and blogs. Um, they do e email newsletter blast. Um, and then as far as on our social media, I do a lot of that on my own, as well as like you mentioned, the um, in-person referral type marketing. Uh, I'm a member of our uh, local Rotary Club, Chamber of Commerces, um, as well as um, some of the other community organizations, uh, also like a bi-county business networking group, group, which is similar to a BNI. So I do a lot of that locally as well. Awesome. So then um, have inexperienced because you've been in business 27 years, as you mentioned. So were there things that you did that you realized weren't profitable? Obviously, that's why you're not doing them anymore. But was it because of the profit first kind of mindset shift that you're able to realize that early on? Or was it more or less just kind of throwing dollars at it and realize you weren't getting money back? Where was that kind of um, I'm trying to like formulate the question exactly how I want to ask it, but sure. more or less like, did you figure it out early on or was it something you had to kind of develop once you learned more about profit first and became an expert? Um, I could say that I probably learned that on early before I became a certified profit first professional, to be honest with you. Um, I did some silly things in the past. I advertised on local radio stations, didn't get me a single lead. We did some um, um, phone book ads, might as well just rip those up and throw those away. And I'm, and I'm talking, you know, five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, we did a lot right. of that. Um, but yeah, one, one time I know I worked with a company that was going to do some ads uh, for us and like we, on Google and we didn't have any luck there as well. And I was spending, gosh, I don't remember what it was, $1,000, $1,500 a month. And it just wasn't a good fit for us. Maybe it's because of where we're located. I don't know. But even though we're very uh, close to St. Louis, our whole county is only about 45,000 people. 
and we really focus on a domination zone and a, a very small service area. So uh, more than likely, because I was born and raised in this area, my grandmother uh, is 90 years old and still owns a full service gas station, uh, whatnot. You know, we have a lot of deep roots in the area, so that's helped us um, be recognized, I guess. Absolutely, 100%. I, my mom's from a, a town like that very much in Wisconsin, and a lot of the families up there that have small businesses are very much rooted in the community, community. Sure. and that's where they get their business from. So I appreciate you spending some time with me today. I'll sure. go ahead and pass you on to Megan to talk a little bit more about finances. I'm still trying to share. Uh, the group sharing feature is different today. Anybody else having this problem? Sorry. Uh, well. I want to talk about Profit First because I freaking love Profit First. I'm obsessed with it. And uh, we've never had a Profit First professional on the show before. So can you do a five minute crash course to Profit First? I can, sure. I know it's a really <laughs> big ask. I know it's a super big ask, but like I, we are all raving fans of Mike Michalowicz. Michelle actually got mm -hmm. to interview him for Fix This Next. Uh, we. We love all things Mike related. Um, and Profit First just makes so much sense to me because when my husband implemented in his window cleaning business three years ago, he had this mindset shift around money that won't like change our entire lives, right? He just, Absolutely. the way we think about it is so different. And I don't know, I feel like I always have my spiel of how I explain what it is, but I'd love to hear yours because you might change somebody's financial life today by picking up this book or recommending that they listen to this story or calling you on the phone. So if you don't mind, can you, and if it doesn't, if it's a little bit shorter, that's fine. If it's a little bit longer, that's fine. But if you could try, we would really appreciate it. I will, I will do my best. And I'm gonna okay. start off with, and I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times before, Megan, but I'm gonna start off with, if you can't pay your bills, you can't afford your bills, right? And so the methodology behind Profit First is actually flipped. So the general equation is uh, sales minus expenses equals your profit. And that's how most people accept it. Well, 83% of small business owners are actually living paycheck to paycheck and they can't afford their bills. So what we do as Profit First professionals is we are taught to help others in the industry service businesses, retail businesses, or whatever type of business you have is to change that methodology and look at it as sales minus profit equals expenses. So that's kind of the mindset behind it. And what we like to do is when we work with our um, clients on Profit First is not only do we go through the routines of um, analyzing their financials um, and doing an assessment, uh, letting them know after we do the assessment where they're um, currently stand financially and help them get to a much healthier state. But there's three questions that we like them to be able to ask themselves when they're implementing Profit First before they go out and make a purchase and have an expense. And those three questions are this. Number one, is this purchase that I'm about to make good for my company? Number two, is this purchase I'm about to make good for the client? And the third question that we always like them to ask themselves is, can this purchase wait? And if you can answer those questions honestly, that's gonna tell you exactly if you should be occurring that expense or not. So kind of to wrap up a little bit, Profit First is how I like to explain it, um, is we do it with bank accounts, but back in the day, uh, you may have looked at it as like an envelope system to where uh, maybe grandpa brought home his paycheck, 
and grandma cashed it and then they may have, they may have had three to five envelopes and they allocated their money from that paycheck into certain envelopes well that's kind of the same concept of uh, profit first but we do that with bank accounts and what we do when we help others implement that is we coach them uh, through a series of about 14 to 16 meetings and a year-long engagement and help them transition from where they currently are to a much healthier state how does that megan Oh, that was really good. And that was awesome. Um, I am a fellow Rotarian. I'm a very geeky Rotarian. And the three-way test that you just did reminds me of the Rotary four-way test, which yeah. I don't think I've ever shared on the show. But You want to share um, it together? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. All right. Um, I think number one is, is it the is it truth? Is it the truth? Number two is, is it, is it fair, to, fair all, to all concerned? Concern? Yeah. Number three, will it build goodwill and better friendships? for all yep. yep and number, and number four, four will it be beneficial to all concerned yeah and so it's like a good ethics standard right if you can answer all four of those questions you can be a good human and i don't know i use my criteria when i hire other people like are they in a service club where do they show their service um so i when you said you're returning my ears perked up um, <laughs> those three questions were really good i think they're worth repeating i love in the book profit first mike mccallitz describes and if you're a listener i'm sure you can relate to this he tells his friend he needs to go get something at home depot and they drive by home depot three days in a row and and the, the guy keeps saying well maybe tomorrow well, maybe tomorrow. And he just plays this game with himself that he's going to keep saying maybe tomorrow for the thing he needs to buy until he can't wait until tomorrow anymore. And then that's the right time to buy the thing. So I love that story. And that story has stuck with me. But you just gave our listeners a really good criteria for spending. Um, so I'm going to ask you just to repeat it really quickly. And if you've got a pencil and paper handy, you might want to jot this down. Uh, this might save you a couple hundred bucks just this week if you follow these three questions. Sure. So go ahead, Adam. Real quick, number one, is this purchase good for the company? Company. Number two, is the purchase good for the client? And number three, can the purchase wait? Yeah, so it's three simple questions. Maybe tape them to your truck, tape them to your phone, <laughs> tape them to your wallet, um, and, and try and implement those this week and see what, what that does for you. Um, and Profit First, uh, it's a really engaging audiobook. So if you're an audiobook user, you can absolutely listen to it on Audible. Mike McAllis is a hoot. He's, I promise he makes money fun. Um, <laughs> And, uh, or you can pick up the, the paperback book. I think I've got, I've got one here. It kind of looks like this. You can pick that up. Um, and if you need help implementing it, you can reach out to somebody like Adam or Adam himself and his team, and they can help you implement it. It sounds like a very structured environment to get from reading the book to implementing it in your business. And Adam, I bet you've got some amazing transformations that you have seen as you've helped other businesses go from barely paying themselves to fully implementing profit. Absolutely. We like to celebrate too with the profit. So we definitely make sure to emphasize that as well to our, to our uh, clients. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing that. I hope that that inspired somebody to maybe uh, look at their expenses and their money a little bit differently. Um, I like to say it's 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 very similar to Dave Ramsey, uh, but for business. It, and so it's like a hybrid system of the envelopes and the zero dollar budget. So um, I'm going to pass you to Michelle. Michelle is going to talk to you about <laughs> systems and systems that you're implementing in your businesses. Sounds yeah. great. Hey there, Adam. Thank hey, you so much again for joining us. Um, I love to talk about systems and get to LMN, which I know you um, are heavily engaged with. But I think that a lot of people forget, a lot of business owners forget that having a good coaching 
group or having a peer group is a system for you as the business owner that a lot of people kind of put to the way wayside. How did you see the pandemic 2020 change your peer group business? Did you see more people join? Did you see more people lean into that kind of that kind of uh, group sort of leadership model that you have? How did that happen in 2020 for you? Um, I could I would say not necessarily any more growth that we so I feel like that uh, being in the industry specific of, of lawn and landscaping that mm -hmm. our, most of our work when people engage with us to um, be better at business and and uh, uh, purchase our coaching services it's typically in the winter months so sure. when the pandemic hit like in, in March and April time frame a lot of landscapers were either stuck at home because they couldn't work for a month or so until they were deemed essential and number yeah. two um we're so busy because uh, i know a lot of my um coaching clients they had a record year believe yeah. it or not uh, people yeah. were canceling vacations they were taking money they were spending it in their backyard so uh, back to your question though on the systems honestly um i think we had a lot more of our clients being more focused i guess and being more cautious on um their spending and things like that but as far as um the systems that we have for them not really much had changed there other than just more focused entrepreneurs i think with the pandemic going on i love that you have a ladies peer group and you're in a group of ladies so we need to touch on that tell me <laughs> how that grew and do you lead that is that something your wife leads how does that all play out for the listeners because i'm sure people would love to know about that group Sure. So um, she would be able to speak to that more than I do. And she's actually traveling up in Detroit uh, today. Um, but yeah, she does spearhead that. Um, and I, I know, um, I, I believe there's maybe five ladies in the group. We do try to keep them typically smaller between four to six people in each group. Uh, we currently just have one uh, on the ladies group right now. But what they do is they have regular uh, monthly meetings. And then every other month, I do know she brings on a special guest to speak to them as well. Um, so if any of you ladies would have interest in, uh, in jumping on as a guest sometime, let Ooh, me know. But I yeah, they, they do. They have regular meetings and, you know, they just get down kind of similar to this and just <laughs> chat and learn how to be better at business. And they talk about all different types of things, whether it be working with their spouse, whether it be issues that they're having with clients, different things like that. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then LMN, I know you have a relationship with LMN, which is an awesome software platform for the green industry. Tell us what features you're seeing out there in not only LMN, but maybe other software platforms. I know green industry has not fully implemented technology, right? We're, we're, we're getting there, but there's a lot of home service businesses that really haven't leaned in as much. Um, tell me how you see LMN working for your clients and then what you see kind of on the horizon in terms of systems or technology out there. Sure. Well, um, first of all, I, I think I can say, and this has probably evolved obviously over the last 10 years, but much of software is now cloud driven compared to what was, you know, driven by actually being on a desktop computer and that's it. Yeah. So um, you're, you're seeing a lot of that um, as well as um, GPS enabling. So I know with much of the software programs that are out there, um, crews out in the field are using tablets and clocking in and out of jobs and tracking times and things like that. Um, one of the things that I believe that LMN has over everybody else is the fact that it requires you to build an actual budget 
in your business and then you estimate all your jobs based off of that budget. Wow. So every single job you bid, you, you know, you're, you're going to know your cost, your break even and your selling price. And I think that is so powerful. Yeah. Um, and if you're able to set it up properly and uh, use templates and whatnot, the system really is very repeatable for anybody else that you were to bring into your company. So theoretically, um, you know, if you have a, a group of salespeople at your company, everybody should be should be estimating consistently as long as they're using the same production rates and the same um, estimates of time involved with the project. Yeah. And that's huge. That's where a lot of people have difficulty. Um, they kind of eyeball it or they use their best guess. And that's really <laughs> important. I love that budgeting feature in LMN. I, I absolutely love it. So what Man. what else are you seeing out there in the world of uh, software or systems that people are kind of leaning into? Anything else other than that one? Um, I'm trying to think here. I know there's a few platforms out there now to where it's almost like an Uber for mm -hmm. snow removal companies and lawn care companies to where yep. people can request work and then you can get paid directly through that platform. Um, I see some pros and cons to that. I, I can see the pros to it as, as helping small entrepreneurs uh, build their business and get some gain some clientele. I -hmm. also know as a business coach and a, and a, a, a business that's been established for quite some time that not every customer is a good customer. And so we are very big at our company here. We're trying to screen potential clients that are calling in uh, and wanting services done. So you're going to have a little bit of pros and cons to, to that type of a system. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's all I had. I, I loved what you said. I appreciate it. I love the budgeting part. Um, so anybody that needs some help in that, check out LMN. I know they have a free trial, so you can go on their website and check them out anytime. So thank you so much, Adam. Absolutely. I'm going to pass you over to Martha. <laughs> hey, Martha. Hey. So Megan knows I love the book, Pumpkin the Pumpkin Plan. And I was kind of chuckling, you pumpkin plan people before <laughs> they ever get to you. <laughs> it's like, sure. I like that. It's good. And I mean, honestly, that's what we're supposed to do with our potential employees. And it makes sense for potential clients. So that's awesome. Okay. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is you've got lots of experience running your own company, but then uh, you also have the advantage of working with a lot of other companies. And so let's talk about what programs, employee programs that either you've had in your company or you've seen, you know, a consulting company you're working with um, use. And when I use the term program, I use that very loosely. It might be just certain habits they have and so forth. Okay. Um, so not necessarily software is, is what you're. No, no. When I talk about programs, it could be something around like their disciplinary process. It could be something around, you know, pay for performance or just any type of program uh, practice that they use within, they, you, use within their business that they feel is very successful leading employees. Okay. Well, I'll talk about two that come to mind. Number one is a safety program. 
okay. that I've seen a company and we use it actually ourselves that we do safety bingo. And how that works at our company is my company and the other company that I know of that does this puts $2 into a virtual pot every day. And every team member gets actually a bingo card and we draw a bingo number every day. And that pot virtually grows to a certain dollar amount. And if there's no accidents or injuries, then the winner, when they draw bingo, actually gets that back in the form of a gift certificate. So I've seen that before and we've implemented that ourselves. So that would be one idea. Um, what was my other one I had? So safety bingo. Oh, and last but not least um, is I know several companies that are um, you know, doing some profit sharing type um, programs and there's a multitude of ones that you can implement, but mostly people are typically implementing something um, based off of budgeted versus actual hours on jobs. So um, whether that be you tally those up um, as all the jobs in one month and see how many budget hours versus how many actual hours it took the team to do that job, uh, then maybe you were to bonus off of that uh, as well. Does that oh, make sense? We lost her. She froze and then she, she lost. I we saw lost that. Her. I just kept going um, because we were still okay. live. <laughs> yeah, no, we're still live. Um, that does make sense. I'm going to ask you a Michelle related follow-up question to that. How are you tracking budget versus actual? Like how, you know, are you using, um, in LMN, are you using that feature? I know service autopilot has that feature. Um, in our industry, we really struggle with, uh, it's almost like job costing. Um, Tay, I, Tay uses House Call Pro, I think. I don't know if you're tracking your budget versus actual, but yeah, Adam, can you elaborate a little bit about how you're tracking that? So we are tracking it with LMN software, and I'm I'm assuming you know many of the others you're able to clock in and out, and then also um, know how long it should take to do a job, and that's one of the things that I find is so powerful with LMN because the crews on their tablet are actually given a budget. There's actually a, a score card or like a pie graph that goes up and it goes from green to yellow to red if they go over their budget hours and they can see that. There's almost like a, actually not almost, there is a gamification even type feature built into that software as well. Um, but it encourages them to uh, be looking at their budget and their actual and to see where they actually come into play at. May I, may I mention one thing real quick on time if I can? Yeah. So. Time is so important, and uh, I like to say time is a service company's inventory. And how I like to explain that is, let's just say you go to a retail store such as Best Buy, and what does Best Buy sell? Well, they sell phones, computers, um, refrigerators, all that. And how do they protect that? So they protect their inventory um, by a security guard at the, at the door, by a point of sale system. They track it that way. And they have cameras everywhere looking over their inventory. So that is a retail store's inventory is their products. Well, a service business's inventory is what? It's time. So we need to do everything we possibly can to protect that. And that may be, um, there, there could be a multitude of ways to do that, but. Uh, there could be to make sure that you're trying to get every billable amount of time out of uh, out of your team and that they're efficient and that you're able to eliminate waste. Uh, it could be mean that uh, you're making sure to charge uh, in your estimates 
uh, for logistics and loading time. Uh, so ultimately what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to reduce the amount of unbillable time in a company and try to get most of that built out as much as you can. So I just wanted to stress that time is a service business's inventory, just like, um, like my example at Best Buy, computers and refrigerators and all that stuff is a retail store's inventory. That's huge. That's a good one. I love That's that great. one. <laughs> and I love that. Sorry for dropping off uh, <laughs> my internet. You just never know. Living in the country. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, and it, and I was loving the the safety bingo you were talking about. And then did it continue on? Even though I dropped off. We all continued on and I asked him a follow-up question for you. So we just pretended like you were still here. <laughs> um, Adam, we did uh, Automate Motivate last week. We had them on the show and they gamified this employee engagement. Um, and Jeff was just looking at it. He's like, how do we do this for efficiency? So uh, okay. we're, our gears are turning about this. And so Martha, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stop talking now and let no, you do this. No, it's great. <laughs> It is great. So uh, you, it's like everything else. We could keep going forever. <laughs> and in fact, Adam, I'm sitting here thinking, "Ooh, I need you to, I need to have you on Culture First sometime as a guest." Because, uh, and then that's all we talk about, you know. So uh, anyway, I'd be happy to. That's great, and and we would be happy to pitch in on your end too. So it. But uh, those were great ideas. I'm sorry I missed part of that conversation, but I can go back and rewatch. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, all right. Homer. I stayed pretty much on time because I wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the secret. We have the secret, ladies. We now know. If only we could kick her. No, just kidding. Yeah, all right, so Adam, usually now we go around and we do a round of homework. Uh, it's totally optional if you'd like to assign homework or if you'd like to just tack on to one of our homeworks. Um, and if this is your first time joining us, we are not asking you to do all four or five of these homework assignments this week, just one. If you could do okay. one homework assignment every week, you would move your business forward and you will have a better business by next week. Um, so we're gonna go in the same order. Tay's gonna start and we're gonna assign some homework. All right. I don't think people are going to love my homework this week. Why's <laughs> <laughs> homework? I'm the mean teacher this week. Oh, yeah. um, I want you to take a look at your fourth quarter books from last year and analyze your marketing um, leads generated, what you spent, and really look at whether or not your marketing was profitable. Because we throw money at marketing constantly. All of us have done it. We can all talk about our stories of what we've done, where we failed in that. But have we gone back to look at that, done the research as to why it happened, and then planned for the future to not have that happen again? So we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves on a better foot for 2021. I know I briefly talked about this a couple of weeks ago and budgeting and planning for your marketing. But this time, I really want you to sit down, analyze those fourth quarter, look at what you did, where the money came from, what was profitable. Was it because it was seasonal? Was it because it was something you changed in your marketing there's a lot of questions you can really sit down and talk with your marketing team about if you have one or if you're that marketing team talk with yourself about and have that conversation um, so it's not going to be easy it may take more than a week to get all your you know answers and things figured out 
but you'll have a better understanding of where to spend your money going into 2021 or as we're in 2021, I should say, versus where you were last year. I love your homework. Okay? <laughs> I <am> genius. <laughs> um, I want you to know that in the budget this year, there is a whole bunch of marketing money. Uh, we're looking at a rebrand. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> And we're looking at a very expensive, shiny rebranding after 13 years of business. I'm, I'm oh, super excited about it. I'll like, I'll keep you posted. Yes. Um, and that will be like impossible to track ROI on. But oh well, <laughs> I, I figured I've like been queuing up all the all the money for a while. Um, okay, for finance homework this week, my homework. I don't think I've ever assigned this before. If I have, then easy for you. You can skip this one. But I'd like you to read profit first. And you can totally read it in a week. You can listen to it while you're working. It is super, I promise it's engaging as an audiobook. If you do not find it engaging as an audiobook, I will owe you a drink. But <laughs> it's a really good audiobook, and I encourage you to read it. Um, after you've read it, if you feel like you need somebody to help walk you through how to implement it in your business, uh, reach out to Adam and his team or reach out to a Profit First professional. Um, there are people who have done this for dozens of companies who can save you a lot of time and a lot of grief in implementing that Profit First system. So I, uh, that's your homework. I would like you to read the book because I think it's amazing and it totally changed our lives. So that's the money homework this week. Cool. And for systems homework, it's interesting. I think we talked about really taking care of yourself as a business owner, joining a peer group, getting some feedback from others. And I loved this Rotarian questions. I'm actually on the Rotary Club website and I'm going to check out a Rotary Club in my area because that's one of the things that I'm not even in. So I think that all of us could oh benefit. Michelle, you're going to love it. I know. I'm totally working out over here. So I'm gonna actually do the homework and I would encourage everybody to check out what Rotary Club is in their area and how can they give back? Because sometimes as a business owner, we don't take care of ourselves enough. And I think if we give back, that really does benefit everyone. So I'm gonna do my own homework. So I will put a link um, to checking out the National Rotary site. I'm sure there's one, correct? And I'm gonna be sacrilege <laughs> for two seconds. Jeff yeah, is in Kiwanis. So it doesn't have to be Rotary, Jeff okay, is um, there's also Lions, Seroptimus, AAUW. There are so many different ways of service. And so what I like to say is go. It's really hard now because COVID, you can't just go. But like yeah. go virtually, <laughs> check it out and go where your heart sings. Like you, yeah. you should not because it doesn't have to be rotary, right? It can be church. It can be. There's so many areas of service in life, it, but it has to be something that really speaks to your soul. Um, and so, Michelle, I love, love, yeah. love that homework. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say it doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to be rotary. There, it could be something else that's equally beneficial and maybe sparks even more joy. Love it. Love it. Okay. <laughs> and my homework is going to be a little bit of a hybrid of at least what I heard Adam talk about. Um, but it's a combination of using the pumpkin plan method. And then what I heard the theme was is that whether it's clients or employees, there are certain characteristics that we don't have to tolerate, nor should we. And so I, if, I don't think I've ever assigned this homework either. And I want you to make a list of your non-negotiables that you absolutely do not want to tolerate from employees in your business. And so 
you really should be devising your whole interview intake. And then um, if you've listened to me, if I am training, there's a big component of my training process that I'm trying to test for these core values or the non-negotiables I don't want. I'm trying to test and make sure the people I just brought through my funnel don't have these symptoms. <laughs> and uh, so list those non-negotiables and then how are you going to flush those out early? And if you've got them on current employees, honestly, you are undermining your business. So I like it. All right, Adam. <laughs> Well, you can I guess this is a little bit of, no, I'm going to, I'm going to give a homework slash maybe a tip if, if I can okay. wrap up. Love it. My homework is um, since uh, I'm a profit first professional is take a look. Um, and, and, and I guess there's probably other companies that do this, but if you're a lawn care company, you might be offering a prepaid discount for the season. And what I want uh, for those who do offer some sort of a prepaid discount is to take a look at that before the season starts rolling out and seeing if there is a way that you can change that um, to still provide value to the client, um, but also save you as a business owner some money. One thing that we did back three years ago is we actually stopped giving five or 7%, whatever it was at the time off if they prepaid for the year. And we gave them a prepaid discount back in the form of a gift certificate good towards future services. And I know I have a, um, a group of ladies here, but I'm assuming <laughs> some of you all have some uh, expired gift cards in your purses somewhere. And oftentimes um, they don't get used. So I would recommend looking at your prepaid discount, maybe making it back in the form of a gift certificate, having an expiration date of it, maybe a year out and hoping that the client uses that for future services versus just giving them percentages off. Hmm. There you go. Interesting. And I'm, I'm like the classic California conservative. So Adam, I'm sorry, real quick. If you're in California, be careful. You can't put an expiration date on your gift certificate. Okay. So really? That's my yeah. only like caveat. I don't know if there's another state like that, but you can't, you can't do that. I love that though. Carrie Knight uh, was on the show and she talks a lot about stop discounting. Don't use the D word and mm -hmm. add value or look for ways to add value. So I love mm -hmm. that, Adam. That's a really great idea. Well, right. thank you all for having me on. Hey, you're welcome. We do have a quote this week, Megan. Okay. And I'm actually going to use the four-way test as our quote. I really mm. connected with those questions. So, okay, um, yeah, so and I will post this in the group. So the four-way Rotarian test is, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? And will it be beneficial to all concerned? Love, love, love it. So I'm going to post that in the group. So. Awesome. All right. Well, for the wow. week. <laughs> what a proud rotary week, Adam. That was yeah, awesome. I know. <laughs> uh, these ladies hear me talk about rotary a lot. <laughs> uh, All right. Thanks, everyone. And particularly thank you, Adam. Thanks Anytime. for your Thanks for having me. You guys Take have care, Bye, Angela. Bye-bye. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. 
Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for business.